For this week's B-Side episode, we're sharing a fireside chat from the special edition of the Business World Virtual Economic Forum, a two-day event held on May 26 and May 27 that tackled the digital economy and its role in the country's economic recovery. You'll hear me, Sam L. Marcelo, speaking with Dr. Dennis Hugh, Director of the Policy Support Unit of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, on why entrepreneurs and policymakers alike should prioritize digital transformation. The pandemic has accelerated digitalization, a process that benefits micro, small, and medium enterprises, or MSMEs, who are among the most vulnerable to the economic disruptions we've seen over the past year. Small businesses that adopt digital tools and move away from a paper-dependent workplace can increase productivity, level up their efficiency, and reduce costs. In fact, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, stressed last year that there is a pressing need for MSMEs to adapt quickly to the new realities of the market by going digital. Let's start with the basics, Dr. Hugh. What is driving digitalization and what advantages will digitalization give to small and medium enterprises? If businesses are still hesitant about shifting away from the analog world, what with all that's happening, what reasons would you give them to adopt digital tools in the way they work? Well, as you mentioned, there are a lot of benefits for SMEs adopting digital solutions or digital tools, including uh, improving productivity, reducing costs, improving profit margins. But one of the main drivers that's really accelerated the pace of digitalization for particularly SMEs has been the COVID-19 pandemic, which started last year in the first quarter, which unfortunately continues to be raging on even this year. We know that last year there were lockdowns, there were quarantines and economic activities, particularly by the second quarter of last year, basically reach a near standstill. So it's because of that we see that acceleration of uh, companies, SMEs adopting digital tools to stay in business, essentially. So whether it's using video conferencing, getting access to digital platforms, social media, it helps them to basically keep afloat during that very difficult time. So it seems from your answer, Dr. Hugh, that it's going digital, it's really a do or die situation for MSMEs given the pandemic. Sir, what issues and difficulties encountered by SMEs can these digital tools help solve or even prevent? Yeah, I mean, you know, last year we know that everybody was either working from home or lockdown. So some of these digital tools become extremely critical for them to stay in business, whether you're looking at sort of digital payments, mobile payments, so that they can transact, whether it's on services or goods. We also looked at the different types of cloud-based logistic services so that we can ensure delivery of goods during these lockdown periods. Applications of supply chain finance, particularly blockchain technology, will help to keep track of these types of goods as they move from different parts of the city or within a particular economy during these logistic bottlenecks last year. And even fintech, fintech financing, it's difficult for businesses to go physically to banks or financial institutions. So with the uh, availability of different types of fintech financing, it provides that kind of lifeline that would help these businesses to uh, be able to continue operating. Using social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, it also helps SMEs to continue to do business and also to create new types of customers using these platforms. I think what's also important to 
touch on is not just the businesses and, and benefits from that they get, but also some of the challenges of adopting these sort of digital tools. And these sort of challenges existed even before COVID-19. So we're talking about issues, concerns of data privacy, uh, cybercrime. You know that there's concerns of hacking into uh, private data. So some of these things are, continues to be quite a critical thing to take into account. Unfortunately, micro, small, medium enterprises tend to be kind of the prime targets for these kinds of hacking, partly because they lack the resources or security types of policies to defend against these sort of cyber attacks. There's also digital fraud. I mean, both from the consumer point of view, the concern of all these fake goods and fake items that are being sold in these digital markets, and also from the seller point of view as well. There's also concerns of fraud on their side. There's also concerns about misinformation that's being circulated in the market, particularly when it comes to false reviews of goods or uh, negative publicity that might be circulated in these sort of platforms, and also market power and dominance, right? Those who have access to digital technologies may tend to have much more market dominance compared to those who don't have. And I think most importantly, of course, is that even though the APEC region is pretty well connected, I would say that still that we have 40% of the population in the region that doesn't have access to internet connections. So you've got that digital divide that still needs to be addressed in terms of building the necessary kinds of infrastructure. Let's move to your organization, sir, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation. How is APEC supporting SMEs in their digital transformation? Do you provide any sort of assistance or training? And how can businesses take advantage of these programs? First and foremost, uh, APEC is economic and trade forum. And the SME working group within APEC is, I would say, one of the most active working groups that we have. There's also a 10-year, multi-year initiative called the Boracay Action Agenda to globalize micro, small, medium enterprise. We started in 2015 when Philippines hosted APEC. So there are different types of initiatives that's out there to try to support uh, micro, small, medium enterprises uh, to address some of the kind of the perennial problems they have, right? Access to capital, access to expertise, and APEC's a great platform for that because we've got a, a combination of developed economies and developed ones. So there's a lot of exchange of best practices. There's also capacity building programs and also types of training programs to increase digital literacy. So these are the things that are available for them to support micro, small, medium enterprises. One more important initiative that we have is the APEC Micro, Small, Medium Enterprises Marketplace or MISMIS, right? The APEC MISMIS marketplace. And that's a internet portal where businesses are able to access. There's a lot of information there in terms of best practices, also uh, awareness of the kind of regulations and possible barriers that they may face doing business in different economies. There's also a business networking and matching facilities that isn't part of that portal. So we've got a range of activities to, to help them. What simpler cost-effective practices would you recommend to SMEs that are on their way to digitally transforming themselves? How do they get the most out of the digital tools that are available to them, sir? A lot of it, I think, is learning by doing. 
whether you're a buyer or you're a seller, I think it's important to start doing it. As you mentioned, it's in your fingertips, right? You can get into digital platforms. It could be Lazada, it could be Alibaba, Amazon, and there are many, right? So you get a better understanding. There's also a lot of information and also online courses provided by these digital platforms will help you to learn from others in terms of some of the mistakes that they did and what are the things that they can do to improve selling their businesses online. So there's a lot of things that can be done online. How even is the digital transformation in the APEC region? Is progress among countries more or less the same or are some economies doing better at it than others? Could you just give us sort of like an overview of how the region is doing? I would say it's uneven. And one of the reasons is because we always talk about trying to address the economic divide, but we also need to address the digital divide as well, particularly given the fact that we're kind of moving towards a new normal, right? So particularly developing economies, of course, will not have as much access to broadband access or different types of digital infrastructure compared to the developed economies. And that's why APAC is there to try to see what can be done in terms of providing best practices and also the kinds of reforms that's needed so that there's more access to these kinds of digital tools. I think one more important point to raise is that the COVID-19 pandemic has actually increased in many ways the inequalities that we see that existed even before the beginning of the pandemic. It's absolutely crucial, whether it's APEC or other international organizations and regional organizations, to try to address those gaps, meaning better access to education, training, as well as better access to healthcare, as well as other types of infrastructure. So I think that's quite crucial. And again, in APEC, we do have the APEC Business Advisory Council, where we have the private sector that can be also involved in providing different types of digital literacy programs, as well as infrastructure investments that, in terms of best practices, that they can come into the picture to help to work with governments to try to address this digital divide. What more can we expect from APEC when it comes to supporting SMEs as they bounce back in the now normal? I did mention that the SME working group is very active, but in many ways that uh, to support micro, small, medium enterprises is a cross-cutting issue. So we've got the Boraka Action Agenda, that's a 10-year plan to support micro, small, medium enterprise, but it needs to involve different committees and working groups in APEC. For example, the Customs Group, the Committee for Trade and Investment, the telecommunications, transportation, they all need to work together to try to support these micro, small, medium enterprises. In October last year, the Apex SME ministers also released a statement. And essentially, they indicated that APEC will work on developing digital skills and digital tools to support these micro, small, and medium enterprises, also to remove some of the barriers to digital trade and to uh, basically enhance the kinds of skills and training to, to help them. So I think there's a lot of effort that's being done by APEC to try to support these micro, small, medium enterprises. And I think they need to really continue to step up given the fact that we're moving to that new normal. And that new normal is not business as usual. And I think that's something that we need to understand here. So I see an increased acceleration rather than deceleration of the applications of different types of digital technologies. So it's really important for APEC as well as other organizations to step up and to support these businesses. Okay, thank you, Dr. Hugh. So really, this is something that we are not going back from. And we're speeding towards digital transformation at an ever-growing rate. 
and we really have to get on it, both private sector and the public sector. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Dr. Dennis Yu, Director of the Policy Support Unit of the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APEC, on helping small and medium enterprises, or SMEs, survive and thrive using digital tools. This fireside chat was streamed on May 27 as part of the Business World Virtual Economic Forum. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.